beaming around the globe Woo-hoo. from the Sugar Shack Studios outside Houston, Texas, USA. It's the NWL Time Car Talk Show. Just ahead, we talk to Crystal Lopez about the Big Bend Open Road Race. Right. Plus, we'll have an in-depth uh, review of the 2024 Toyota Grand Highlander. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars. We always need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us on this Saturday show. Let's just get right to it, shall we? We have a guest that's waiting in the wings. Her name is Crystal Lopez, and she is with the Big Bend Open Road Race. Crystal, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Well, we're doing pretty well, thank you. Um, Crystal, what is your what is your function with the Big Bend Open Road Race? I'm actually the race coordinator. The race coordinator. Oh my gosh! So, in other words, you know how to do that. You know how that works. So, you're the person that gets I to. Do. Yeah, you're you're the juggler in all of this. Absolutely. Well, it's great to have you with us. So. I have never heard of the Big Bend Open Road Race. Tell us what it is. Okay, so we're um, a open road race, of course, in Sports Stockton to Sanderson. Uh, we race 58 miles from here to Sanderson, Sanderson back. So this is going to be our 26th year. We um, allow 160 cars with, of course, a wait list of whoever we can get in. Um, we have now started doing it two times a year in April and then another one in October. Um, it's just fun, lots of turns, lots of, you know, straight. So the racers enjoy it, and we love having them here. So where where is it held? Is it held on a public street? Yes, city streets? It's, it's actually a highway. It's Highway 285. Um, we go through the process with TxDOT and actually uh, get the road closed from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So from that time, um, starting at 5, we usually get on the road at 5. We make sure that the road is clear and safe for our racers. At 6 o'clock, we completely shut it down. Um, so the road is ours from 6 to 6. All right. Um, and what kind of cars do you race there? We race all kinds of cars. We have um, Corvettes, Porsches, Mustangs. Um, we have diesel trucks. I mean, whatever you can race, you can bring out. We even have some racers that will um, break down, turn around, go get their car that they drive on a daily basis, and then come back and race. Do – I mean – do, do they race side by side? Uh, is it it's a two lane highway? I assume it is. It's a two lane highway, but they do not race side by side. So we have to let them off in intervals. Um, we start with our unlimited cars, which are unlimited cars, so maybe an average of speed of two hundred miles an hour. Okay. We're stopping the Sanderson in twenty two minutes. Um, those cars begin with a three minute interval off the start line. And you say so in between those. Go ahead. No, I was just, you say it's 58 miles is the course? Mm-hmm. 58 from here to Sanderson and then 58 miles from Sanderson back. So okay. it's a, a little over 115 miles. Yeah. So do, do you race them all to Fort Stockton, I mean to Sanderson, park them, and then get everybody going the other direction? Yeah, reset. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what do you, what do you, is like noon the cutoff time? Um, usually if it is a good race and we don't have any incidents, then by noon, we're already all in Sanderson, or I say we, um, our tech crew is the one that follows the racers over there. Then they reset and then they turn around and come back. Okay. So, so this is a time, this is a timed event. It is. And so you're trying to beat an off perfect time. So say you're in the, uh, touring category, which is what our race, our rookies start in. 
which is 102 mile an hour, you have a tech speed of up to 124, meaning you can go up to that 124, but you can't break. Hmm. So you're trying to make it from Fort Stockton to Sanderson with an off-perfect time of 0.00. Okay, so in other words, let me just use this as an example proudly. <laughs> I have a 2001 basically stock Corvette. It's not a Z06 or anything like that. So I start at Fort Stockton. And I run it up to 124 miles an hour and I set the cruise control. And then I make it to Sanderson. And whatever that time is for my class, then I I guess I'm up at the top of the class. Is that correct? Um, You may finish a little fast going 124. So you're trying to beat your off-perfect time at the 110 mile an hour. Ah. So you want to average the 110. To make it there at the perfect time. Does the road does the road have any turns in it? It's a road course. It has several, yes. Well, it has several. several. Yeah. What what class? I got you. Okay. What what class are you in, and what are you driving in it? <laughs> I actually don't race. Oh. I am um, at the start line. Um, I help at the start line completely. I give lots of props to these racers. Um, I'm honestly scared to race. Well, how did you get started in this? Yeah, who who suckered you into this thing? Well, it's actually, it began as a part of my job. And then after that, um, we just kept going. Hmm. So I've been doing a big Ben open road race, helping and assisting with it since I believe I was 18. This is like my 17th race already. Wow. Wow. All right, so I want to get I want to get back to this one twenty four and one ten thing. <laughs> He's thinking about it. I know because I, 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 I want to I want to be I want to I want to be competitive, and it's a timed event, so I don't have somebody on my you know left door handle that I've got to worry about. Mm. <clears throat> so and and as you said, there's three minutes between the cars as they leave the leave the starting line. Okay. And the road does have twists and turns and hill climbs and, and, and descents. All right. So 110 is what I'm shooting for. So mm-hmm. I probably want to get it up to 124, which is the maximum, correct? Mm, yeah. Okay. So I get it up to 124. All right. So I see a big sweeping right-hand turn. Well, I've got to back it down because I, I don't feel comfortable doing 124 miles an hour. It's never turn. stopped him before. Shut up. Well, I know. Just close your eyes and go. <laughs> yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. Okay, so <clears throat> now I've had to back it down probably to under 100 to make this turn. Now I need to make up the time that I'm losing in this Correct. turn. And so I can bring it back up to 124 miles an hour to try to hit that 110 mile an hour Average, mark. Yeah. yeah, and that's the whole reason for the tech speed is you do have turns and scrapes and stuff that you are going to slow down. So in order not to be disqualified, you can't break the 124 and you cannot go 30 miles underneath your um, target speed. So your target speed is the 110. So what is that, like 90, 80? 80. You can't go under... Under 80, and you can't pass the 124 to be disqualified. So you're going to, essentially, you would set your cruise control at the 110, but you're right. You do have turns and straights that you want to slow down at or, you know, speed up at just to make up your time. So um, that's 
the whole reason for it's the still a race yeah in that regard it's still a race yes you're still racing when you're racing against yourself to see if you get there at the time that you want to get there and then two you're racing against all the other people in your category can so, i so can, our I, can i t- can i take a uh an observer with me yes you can have a navigator you can either have a navigator or a co-driver um your navigator actually helps you keep your time so we give uh during registration we actually give a a course sheet that gives you your calculations. Um, how you figure in your category is up to you. On our actually on our website, we have a course calculation sheet that you would go in, you'd input the time that or the speed that you're trying to race, and then um, it gives you where you need to be at what second and what minute, you know, at, at your timing. Um, so if you are running a little slow, you're trying to catch up so you can make up that time, or if you're running a little fast, then you're wanting to slow down so that you can, you know, make up that time. So a navigator could be real important. No, that could yes. be. They are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can yes. imagine. Yeah, some they pe- are very. Yeah, some people are going to try and do this by themselves. Because they're going to hold your beer while you're driving. Somebody's <laughs> got to hold it when you go into that <laughs> so, wide right-hand sweeping turn. Okay, so. That's what allows some beer in the car. So Don, Don wins his event. Don wins his class. What does he get? Cash, trophy, vacation? A trophy. Oh, okay. I get a trophy. Okay. So let's go back to Don starting. So he hit, come, pulls up to the starting line in his Corvette, in his class. Does, is How do the clocks work? Does it start at zero and whatever you end up with, or it deducts? Yes. Well, each time, um, our timing crew actually goes out and sets up some uh, race trees. So when he leaves the start line, it registers him. And then when he crosses the finish line, it registers him. So then our timing crew actually has to come back um, figure everybody's time computer-wise, and then uh, we know the results from there. Okay. So we don't know results. We don't know who wins until probably a little bit towards the end of our work. Yeah, because everything's in time rather than a name. Okay, yeah. well, I just didn't know yeah. if, because you talked about uh, earlier, you mentioned something about coming across the 0.00 time, and, and I didn't know if you started out, you should be doing it in 44 minutes and you start losing time, or if you did literally yeah. start at zero to hit that 44 if that's the target. Yes. Yeah, so you start at your zero, and then by the time you get there is your time is four. Hmm, okay. 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 So but, of course, each category has its, its separate, you know, time to get there. Sure. So we go sure. anywhere from 100 miles an hour to our unlimited. And like I mentioned, our unlimited cars make it there in 20 minutes. This so. sort of reminds me of like a Pikes Peak almost uh, event where it's timed and twists and curves. Richard Tomlin would be interested in this. Okay, so I, I've okay, got yeah, another yeah. question for you. <clears throat> okay. My, my, my cheat sheet here from you uh, shows <laughs> April 24th through the 27th. Yes. So is it, you're going to have the highway closed for three days? No, we actually only close the highway for that Saturday race. So we begin our week in Sanderson Wednesday and Thursday. We start with registration, and then towards the middle of the morning, we do rookie school. And then um, throughout registration, we have tech going. So the guys outside are checking the cars, making sure they have the right equipment and everything for the cars. And then practice is also going. Okay. So if you're a veteran and you don't have to go to rookie school, then you have all day to practice. You can go out to the practice course and you can um, practice all day. Okay. So I have to interrupt here and ask you, what is involved in tech? Will Will my car pass tech? Um, your car would probably pass tech in the touring category. Only exception would be that you would need to add a um, fire extinguisher. 
Okay, well, that's... Helmet that. and all that part we, of it. We, do we, so you stuff. would, of course, need your racing suit. In a turning category, you can race in jeans, a long sleeve, cotton t-shirt, uh, leather top shoes, leather gloves, and then your helmet. Um, once you go up into your categories is where we, we require a lot more safety. Yeah, the faster you go, the more you need. And well, look, bar so and look let's, so not, you, let's not put the, the, the horse before the cart or the cart before whatever. <laughs> let's not do that. I'm just trying to get my 110 mile an hour thing. And <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to make it for well, like We need to get you down here to race. He certainly exactly. does. Exactly. And, and what, that's what I was going to ask. You mentioned and, practice. But you, wait a minute. This is going leading up to the weekend of, of, of the Hot Rod, Rod Tour. Tour of Texas. So, Why don't you just come back? It is. And actually, we sponsor, uh, we also help sponsor that Hot Rod Tour of Texas. I think this is the second year we're sponsoring. Um, our race advisor actually wanted to join the Hot Rod Tour in Texas, but it's the same time as our race, so maybe next year. Well, well what about the fall race? Our fall race um, is the third week of October, so maybe he has time to do some stuff. And in between time, you could sponsor in wheel time to get going on that. Oh, here we go. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's why we had you here. So we're going to put the sales push on you right now. No, we're not going to no, do, do that. But, but, but practice, I mean, when you say practice, that's literally just going out on, driving on the road. Uh, Highway 285 and just driving. You still got to walk, drive the speed limits and things. You're just getting familiar with the road. Well, actually, practice is on a shorter course on Highway 90. So it's a whole completely different highway that we uh-huh. set down for 20-minute intervals. Um, we allow a certain amount of cars to go and race. Then we have to stop and let traffic through, and then uh, we can do another practice. So early. practice really is at speed, not just the local yes. speed. Hmm. Yes. Just like our rookies, once we take them out to qualify, so they do the rookie class in the morning at 11, and then they um, go out to qualify in the afternoon. We actually have instructors that sit in the car with the rookies to push them up to the tech speed to make sure that they can handle the speed that they're wanting to go. So if, um, say, in the past we used to do our rookie class at 125, if they couldn't handle the 125 or they were uncomfortable, we would ask them to drop down the class. Because, of so, course, safety is number one. So we want to make sure everybody's safe and comfortable when they're racing. And, and sure. what, did, what did we say the cost was to join to do this? Um, I average on a rookie with a navigator, we average about $1,200. $1,200. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that uh, does me out. <clears throat> but, yeah, there's that. I mean, there may be some special exceptions. I just bought an $80,000 car, so, you know, you're on your own. Okay. <laughs> Mars, <laughs> Mars, Mars, you're loaning him 80 All I need is 1200 Yeah, but I don't have that. Now I loaned yeah. him the 80 We could use my $80,000 car to do it. There you, go. So, there you go. What kind of car did you get? I just bought Michael Wooding's uh, 58 Pontiac. Yeah, Pontiac wagon. Wagon, yeah. No, I didn't. Really. It's a resto mod. <laughs> It would look good going down that highway, though. Certainly would. So, uh, yeah, very cool. All very right. Nice. Um, I'm thinking this would be so much fun. I'm going to I'm going to tell Richard Tomlin about this. Yeah. Why? Because he's got that little thing he the takes Mazda. to Mexico yeah. races. Yeah, I know. I've seen that thing too. <laughs> he, he that V8 Mod- Miata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of class. I don't, don't want to be in it. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to watch it. Yeah. But, you know, if you're around it, I'm going to make you get in it. <laughs> Jeff and I are going to tie you down and get you in the car and strap you in. 
See, I would probably yeah, you go along screaming like a little girl. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, you got the guy riding with you that's going to make sure you're qualified. He'd probably, whenever you scream and put your hands over your eyes, he'd probably disqualify you at that point. Do you, so this is, a, do you have a lot of uh, joint men and women? I mean, team drivers, husbands, wives, things yes. of that nature? So we have um, several team drivers, of course. Um, we have husbands and wives. We have single drivers. Um so we have a variety of everything. It's it's kind of a it's great to see it. Sometimes the husbands and wives, because you see them like bickering at each other yeah, times the, afterwards. They're the or, ones with the they leave the blinker <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. So right. what's the youngest age can can be part of this? So you can navigate at eighteen, um, but you can't start racing until you're twenty one. So you can actually drive until you're twenty one. Gotcha. And we have um, had several. We do have a father and daughter team but she's been racing before we changed the rules of course she was she was navig- navigating at 15. Hmm. Well, i can see that that would be a great well, and she worked her way up so it's been great how far is fort stockton from houston um about 10 hours i believe nine to ten hours uh, it, it, I, I would say, yeah, at least 10. Yeah, because, I, I mean, it takes yeah. a whole day to get it to El Paso, and we're kind of headed that way on I-10. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. When are y'all headed this way? Maybe you can make a quick stop for the race. Well, I'm just thinking in my head, uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to take a day to get out there, at least. And then another day to drive back mm-hmm. if my car is still working after this race. Yeah, but that, that's the thing I think about this race. It's not like when you go to the drag strip because you're not banging gears. I mean, you got to rev it up there and get up to speed pretty quick. But it's not like you know, you're know you hammering on it hard. For well, the, let, me, off the let line. me just say this. The car does uh, 1,800 RPM, 1,800 RPM at 70 miles an hour. So it's just kind of gear. Yeah. In six gear. In six gear. So I can only imagine, you know, what, maybe 3,000 RPM at 124 miles an hour? Not even that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, while they're calculating this, do you have any EV uh, categories? EV. What is EV? Electric Electric vehicles. vehicles. Oh, uh, we did have a couple, or we had one come um, about maybe last April. He didn't join us back October because he only made one leg. Oh, he's, um, still, he's still charging. Yeah, he yeah he had to <laughs> charge again or needed some boost, so he decided not to do the return leg. And I believe the following in October, he didn't want to bring that. Ah, uh, Crystal, it's great to talk to you. I'm fun. fascinated by this, yes. and we're gonna we're gonna revisit this again after the April race. Okay, yeah, we'll talk That's about perfect. October. Okay, and uh, yeah, keep us and in. then hopefully you can join us for October. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. An October run. In West Texas. In West Texas. Yeah. All right. That's great. All right. Well, thank you very much. Stay in touch with us. If you anything changes or you got some extra news you want to tell us, we'll get you on the air, okay? Sounds great. Thank you guys for having me. You thank bet. you very much. Crystal Lopez with the Big Bend Open Road Race. Uh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. I don't know what the uh, I, I forgot to ask her. Hey, Crystal, you still with us? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. What do you, is there a, a, a website you got? Yes, www.bborr.com. Okay. All right. Perfect. bborr.com. Thank you, Crystal. You're welcome. Okay. Um, let's see. Mars, would you like to do uh, no, I need to take a break. There you go. Okay. So let's take <laughs> we're, let's take a break and then after the break we're going to have Mars review of the Toyota Grand Highlander. 
I'm familiar with Highlander. I'm familiar with Toyota, but I'm not familiar with, with Grand, Mars. Yeah, or Mars. <laughs> so a quick break now here on the Inwheel Time Car Talk Show. Back after this. Pro-Am Auto Accessories has been serving Houston's auto enthusiasts since 1984, providing world-class products for sports cars, European sedans, and American muscle. Pro-Am is known as the place to go to find exclusive and hard-to-find parts and accessories. Pro-Am is one of the very first distributors in the USA for brands such as Recaro, Redline, Momo, Corbo, and Simpson. Located in the heart of Houston's premier retail and service corridor, the Galleria area, Pro-Am's walk-in storefront includes an 8,000-square-foot warehouse, showroom, and installation bays. Pro-Am not only sells parts and accessories, but also offers installation and service. Pro-Am is now reaching a worldwide audience through Pro-Am.com, taking its local reputation to the rest of the world. At Pro-Am Auto, you'll be dealing with a small group of professionals who truly want to help you with your automotive needs. If you don't see what you're looking for on the website, call and Pro-Am will lend you a hand. Pro-Am Auto, 6125 Richmond at Green Ridge in Houston's Galleria area. Call them at 713-781-7755. Want to feel good about something special you did for someone special? In Wheel Time and the original Loopy Tortilla group of Tex-Mex restaurants have joined together to help a very worthy cause, God's Garage, a Christian-based 501c3 charity. We know there are lots of places and organizations out there where you can donate a car, truck, or SUV, but we're asking you, our car enthusiast family, to consider donating to God's Garage. Visit godsgarage.org and learn about its mission, the women that have been helped, how each one is screened, and about their Restore You program. A car donation is an easy way to make a difference in the lives of others. God's Garage needs good operating vehicles, but will take all types in working and non-working condition. Make your heart and soul feel good by donating your gently used vehicle and help support single mothers, widows, and wives of deployed military at godsgarage.org. Well, they caught me off guard there. I, I wasn't really, I really wasn't ready to uh, do this. So, but I'm going to do it anyway. The In Wheel Time Car Talk Show is available 24 seven through the iHeartRadio app. Just look for In Wheel Time Car Talk. We also video stream our three hour weekly live show on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com. Yep. And podcasts from your favorite podcast provider. Okay, so we got that out of the way, Mister uh, Mister Mars. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Mr. Mars is going to review right now his ride of the week, the Toyota Grand Highlander. Yes, sir. The 2024 Toyota Grand Highlander Platinum four-wheel drive hybrid. Now, this is new for 2024. It is the Grand Highlander because it's bigger. It's larger than the Highlander. It comes in four trim levels, the XLE, the Limited, the Max Unlimited, and the Max Platinum. Now, the Max is where you're going to find the difference in your uh drivetrain from the hybrid we'll get to that in a moment so this is a mid-size suv you get in it you look at it you get in it and you realize this is a big mid-size suv it's got a very distinctive front grille on it it's got led lighting uh that that with the lighting what they've done it fits the high belt line of this vehicle it's got a really nice look to it because everything's up high with a narrow beam headlights and tail lights all fit into it really nice and well the got heated power outside mirrors got a panoramic sunroof in it so you can get all the outside you want hands-free power lift gate and we were rolling on the optional 20 inch wheels in this top of the trim level vehicle now we get down into the interior you're going to find leather seating 
You're going to find the front seats are heated and ventilated. We had the second row captain's chair, so it was heated and ventilated as well. And the third row is 60-40. Now, that's where you're going to see the biggest difference in the Grand Highlander because there's more room in that third row. Toyota calls it adult-friendly third row sizing. Uh, it has a 12.3-inch touchscreen where you're going to find all your nav controls, your convenience controls, and the controls for the 1,200-watt JBL audio system. Wow. Got a 12.3-inch digital instrument screen that also has the heads-up display on top of that. It makes a real nice combination. You can see everything on it. Cool. And it also has the panoramic view inside the monitor in the center stack. I wanted to point out there are 13 cup holders in this vehicle. <laughs> there are seven USB-C ports. There's no USB-A. you got to have the little C if you're going to be in this vehicle and you're going to plug anything in. Now, under the hood, we had the 2.4-liter four-cylinder hybrid because this is the Max version of this, the Max Platinum. The Max Limited has a 2.5-liter hybrid system. It's a little bit smaller hybrid system, a little less horsepower. Ours had a net horsepower of 362 horsepower. Had plenty of juice. It's backed by a six-speed instead of the CVT that you're going to find in the other version of the hybrid. Also, because this is the larger powertrain on it and it has the six-speed, it will tow 5,000 pounds. Didn't have the opportunity to try and do that. It'd be interesting to see how well it works, but I believe from what I found driving it, I don't think it would have any kind of a problem doing that. Now, the EPA says you should be looking for about 26 in the city, 27 on the highway combined. You should get about 27 on it. I got the whole 26 on it across the board for the week I was driving it because, again, we had to do a lot of research on this vehicle. And, and I really found that the hybrid. <laughs> such a liar. <laughs> the hybrid gave it he a really it. nice low-end response you know as far as you want to get up and go it'll get up and go three drive modes sport ego and normal normal normally is eco or ego e it could be ego For if you wanted now. to <laughs> if you want your ego to go eco uh, but i will say out on the highway it was a very pleasant drive it wasn't real noisy it wasn't real firm now, there was a couple of bumps i hit uh, out on the interstate of something i'm not sure what it was <laughs> that it, it was rather harsh but Debris. i kind of expected it uh because of the 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 hit but as far as just normal road it wasn't it was nice it was a very nice driving now the base model price on this vehicle the base hybrid trim is the forty four thousand six hundred seventy dollars the base trim price for the premium that we were driving starts at fifty eight thousand one hundred twenty five dollars wow now as tested we had a, just a little bit fifty nine thousand nine hundred fifty three dollars msrp Looking at the base level, you go across at the new Mazda CX-90, which is their three-row plug-in hybrid at $39,595 starting. Kia Sorento Hybrid, a little bit smaller vehicle, I think, $38,365, but still a midsize. And again, the Hyundai Santa Fe Hybrid, again, I think it's a little bit smaller physically, but it's still considered a midsize, $36,950 for the starting point. So the Grand Highlander, if you're a Highlander fan, it's a little bit bigger, got a few more things in it. You really ought to go check that out if you're looking for an EV hybrid Highlander. It's like the XL uh, in the SUV category. Just added feet onto the back of it or for the third row? Yeah. Yes, they just made it longer, and and it's got a lot more room inches-wise. I didn't get into those details, but inches-wise, the third row is a lot bigger. Okay. All right. Very well. Thank you very much, sir. All right, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email. The address here is info at inwheeltime.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook. Back in just a couple of minutos here on the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show. 
The original group of Loopy Tortilla Restaurants will have you telling your family and friends just what the original recipes mean when it comes to the best fajitas in Southeast Texas. Founder Stan Holt invites you to visit the original Loopy Tortilla near I-10 and Highway 6. Here's the original house that inspired the design of all the rest and the original charm that helped make Loopy Tortilla the go-to destination for Houston Tex-Mex. Speaking of original, nothing can compete with the original lime pepper marinade that everyone will agree makes Loopy Tortilla award-winning beef fajitas the best anywhere. Loopy Tortilla Katie is another location that gives you the same quality and service Houstonians have come to expect at Loopy's. It's located just off I-10 of the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard in Katie. Find yourself in Aggieland? Head to the Loopy Tortilla in College Station, located just around the corner from Kyle Field. It's a great place to enjoy those famous frozen margaritas before or after the game. Headed east to Louisiana? Stop in at the Loopy Tortilla in Beaumont. It twos on I-10. You can't miss it. The original group of Loopy Tortilla restaurants invites you in for the best Tex-Mex anywhere. You own a car you love. Why not let Gulf Coast Auto Shield protect it? Houstonian John Gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts. We promise you'll be impressed. Whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like-new appearance, apply a ceramic coating, install a paint protection film, nano-ceramic window tent, or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to gcautoshield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com.